bless your heart, Bambi and Tony. We love you very much and so thankful that you wanted to share tonight. And uh, I'm sure in the coming weeks and months and years, we'll get to hear you share powerfully. So with that, I feel inspired to share, actually. Um, it just really reminds me of uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when, you know, the substance for light was there, and then God called it and it became, you know. So it's like our dreams, our goals, our desires, the things that God puts in our hearts. We need to really understand it's, it's our faith and our confession, what we think and believe and what we speak. This is where it's always going to be. You know, God calls those things which are not as though they were. And so our words are very important. And again, as I've always said, like it says in the scripture, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So our words are seed which produces fruit in our life. Our words frame our world. Our words also um, affect our emotions. And emotions affect how we perform. And where our mind is navigated to. So, you know, the, the saying in the beginning when I first met Sangate was, he had a, he had a little class called look only to God. And it was just encouraging scriptures to, you know, set your thoughts on things above, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now we've all got goals, visions and desires. We've all shared some of those goals, vision, dreams and desires. And there's some things that we don't have to share with people, but we keep them to ourselves. As God shows us, we shouldn't tell everyone everything, but as God leads and, but we got the, the dream, the goal, and what God's putting in our hearts to do. And so um, our words are just so powerful, guys. Like, just think of that first. Really think about it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And if we're not controlling our thinking, we can just speak sporadically. We can just speak how we're feeling at that moment in time or the how our mood is. But we should be so disciplined in our thinking, you know, because we, we love life. And we choose life. We're not choosing death. And, you know, we're around people that are speaking word-orientated speech, heavenly words from God. And so our words will either empower Satan or empower God. You know, when we speak negative words, we're given permission for the enemy, which is totally defeated, by the way, permission to move. Or we're speaking faith-filled words. We're allowing God to move in a mighty way for us because God responds to the faith. He responds to our words and he goes to work. And all through the scriptures, we see this Old Testament, New Testament. When God told the prophet to speak to the bones, what do you see? He said, dry bones, you know, and then he told him what to do. He told him to speak life to those bones and those bones became life. Right. So Jesus with the tree, he spoke to a tree, a thing. And it just took my mind back to the garden, Adam and Eve. And God gave dominion, authority. He gave authority to Adam. And uh, he gave him a help me. And so Eve was deceived. But, you know, Adam, if he'd have recognized what was going on, he could have took authority. He could have banished that snake from the garden. But he didn't use his authority, did he? He just went headlong in what Eve had to offer him. But Jesus Christ has restored that authority on a higher level. And we don't have to put up 
with the circumstances and situations in our life. We don't have to put up with it, but we do because we just need to kind of get our thinking to God's way of thinking. That, like Kim says, she doesn't know what's in the bank. And she can, she's got access to the bank, but she chooses not to look at that. She chooses just to let God take care of everything and she leaves me to deal with it. She knows I'm a good steward. She knows I put the things to work. She knows I'm not wasting money. She knows that, yeah, if we want to go and do something, we'll go and do it. And we know that God will replenish those things. So we're led by the spirit in every era of our lives. You know, we, we endeavor to practice that way. Everything that we're doing is a practice. And one of the biggest things that you can do, and it all starts at home. See, it's okay. You come in on the fellowship now. You can share really great. You can speak great words. But what is it when you're on your own? How are you thinking? How are you feeling? How are you speaking? Are you letting your personal life situations bug you out? Are you getting on a downer with it? Because it's a trick. Because God has given you great authority. You need to take authority in situations that seem to be overwhelming to you or you don't think there's a way through it. We spend a lot of time looking at our goals and our visions and they seem way off in the distance. But sometimes it's good to stop right where you are and look back on a positive light of how far you've come. Amen. When you look about, when you look back at how far you come, that will give you so much energy spiritually and mentally and emotionally to continue on strongly and not to give in. See, the thing is, even though we don't want to glorify Satan, because he is a defeated foe, he really is a defeated foe. He can only roar. He can only trick you out to go to the carnal so that you change your words and you change your thinking, you change your emotions. He can bring outside influences in. Your circle, who you fellowship with, is very important. Who you let, who you let in speaking into your life. I said the other day, how can the uh, ungodly instruct the wise? Because you're wise. You've got the spirit of the living God dwelling in you. And God can give you wisdom where you lack it in the areas that you lack it. So to move forward, sometimes it's good to look back to see how far you come. Look at what God has done in your life. Don't forget all of his benefits. It says in Psalms, you know, bless the Lord, all my soul, my will, my mind, my emotions, my, my thinking. Bless the Lord, all my soul. And forget not all his benefits. And who forgiveth thee of all of thy iniquities. Who heals you of all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns it with hard times. And you know begging times. And times of hardship so that we grow. No. He crowns it with loving kindness. When we realize just how good God is. I, I was sharing it with a couple of people. We just don't really... We can't comprehend the full love of God. We know he's love. We know he loves us. But it's, we can't comprehend it. It's just so massive. And he's so for us. And do you know what? We give ourselves a hard times at times. Every one of us do. Oh, I blew it there. Or I missed it there. So what? That wasn't you. That wasn't you. That wasn't the Christ in you. The real you is the Christ in you. The real you is as he is. So are you in this world. We don't listen to that voice. It could come from our subconscious. The things that we were programmed with years ago, which affects your body, which affects everything in you. If you're not saying what God says. And realizing just what great authority you have. 
and we can take authority. What we say goes. Jesus knew this. What he said went. That's why he could speak to trees. That's why he could walk on the waters. That's why he could calm the seas. That's why he could raise the dead. That's why he could change water into wine. He knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. We are sons of God. And we've got to realize that we are not who we used to be. You are not. I'm not Lawrence Tor. I'm Lawrence Christ. I'm a new creation. Behold, all things become new. Now it's a practice because we practice for long, for so long, for many years, all of us, the wrong way, the carnal way until we become born again. And maybe a lot of us stayed in some of those carnal thinking and ways. So is an habitual habit that we might have and we still might have them. We've been in the word for years, but God can show you. Father, show me the areas that I need to strengthen. You strengthen me in those areas that I'm weak so I can be strong in those areas. And help me to get rid of any paradigms and limitations in my thinking that stops and hinders you from going to work in my life. If you're struggling with finances, you're rich. You call it. God calls those things which are not as though they were. I call finances to my bank. I call finances to my wallet. I call a heavenly flow to me because it's my right to have that. And you've got to be that steadfast on that, Father. You said, if I honour you with my substance, that you'll multiply my seed sown, you'll increase the fruits of my righteousness, you cause me to abound to every good work, and you'll cause all your grace and favour to abound towards me in every area. So I'm taking you at your word. I believe your words. My actions back up that I believe it. I'm doing it with full heart and expectation. Expectation. you got to expect God to go to work. And let me tell you, we've got great and precious promises. Even the Old Testament ones, because Christ fulfilled it. So now they're ours. All the promises in Christ are yes and amen, right? So God is never saying no to you. When you believe him, he can go to work. So we call the abundance and God watches over his word to perform it. When you fulfill the conditions of believing his word, he has an obligation also to fulfill it. And he does. But he does it not because he has an obligation, but because he loves you and he's true to his word. See. So this is very important that in our personal lives is where it's really at. Do you know, I've said for a long time now that for me, the fellowship is great, but it's the one on ones that are powerful. It's the one on ones that you'll raise up. It's the one on ones where you'll excel. It really is that connection. You've got your connection to God first and foremost. God first. But then God will work in you to connect, to be fed, to be encouraged. And it's also who you're connecting to. It also encourages them. God's given heavenly words. So both grow, both benefit. Both are being watered from from the heavenly words, that miracle grow words that causes you to grow quick time. Like we have this thing called miracle grow that you put on plants <laughs> and it causes things to flourish really quickly. Right. I don't know if you have it, but that's what the heavenly words do. So if you're finding it difficult thinking to yourself or, you know, I know God can do this. I, I trust God to do this. 
But sometimes you're just looking and you think, man, I just, how is it going to happen? Sometimes we can have those thoughts. I've been doing everything. I've been practicing. You call it to you. I call these laborers to me. Laborers, you come now. You're in my home. You're in front of me. God, this is your desire. You want all man to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And Jesus instructed the disciples to pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, that you would throw out those laborers. Now throw out those laborers. I desire this now. And you go on. Matthew, is it Matthew 7, 7, I think? Uh, Mark 7, 7 or Matthew 7, 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Get on to God. Keep going to him. Keep ask. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. <coughs> Listen, God wants you to have these things that you desire more than you want them. But you've got to meet some conditions here, which is his words. To follow out those words. To practice it. And God first. Like, really have God first. Like, watch what you're listening to. If there's things that you're listening to, I don't want to share Becky Jancy's testimony, but it's very good what she was sharing with me when, about her running. Maybe she knows what I'm talking about and might share it. But what, what you listen to is very important. It can take you off key. What do you fellowship with? Seriously. People can t- waste your time. I've had so many people call me and they're just wasting my time saying they're going to do things and never get around to doing that. I don't waste my time with people like that. It's not that I don't love them and it's not that I don't care for them, but I got to focus. I want laborers. My desire is laborers. God, you give me those. What is a laborer? What do we look for in a, in a person? How do we know they're laborers? Number one, they receive your words gladly, not as the words of you, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which is effective in you when you believe it. That's number one. They receive your words gladly. And then they continue steadfastly in those words of, of encouragement. They're not doing it because you've just said to do it. They're doing it unto God because God is saying, if you do this, I'm going to bless you. I can position you for the greatness that I've called you for. Because believe me, every single individual in here is called for greatness. But we let our emotions get involved. We let our negative thinking get involved. We let other people's words trouble us or we're we're a little bit afraid that if you're going to do something what would the wife say like for me is what what would kim say that stopped me for many years it wasn't kim's fault it was my fault until god built my confidence because god is working with our faith so that we can come up and say hold on a minute look you i know you don't agree with what i'm doing but i know that god's put this in my heart i love you I've got to do what my God tells me to do. And I know I'll never be happy until I do it. Because God wants us fulfilled. When we take that stand, then someone's got an example to rise up with. Their faith can come up through that, even though it may not look like that at the time. So God wants us all to be successful. He's designed your life in Christ to be very, very fruitful and to be very successful. I like it. Is it John 15? about God is the husbandman, Jesus Christ is the vine, we are the branches. we got to remain. We just stay with God. We stay practicing. Wait on God. What is waiting on God? All right, not doing fellowship, not speaking in tongues. I'm just going to wait for God. <laughs> and a lot of believers wait for God like they're waiting for a bus that's always late. It's true, though, isn't it? We've done that. We've all done I've done it. Hands up. I've done everything I'm saying on the negative side. 
I've done. I've been there. You know what I mean? I wore the T-shirt, got many of them. Got them all up on the walls. Don't do that, Lawrence. Remember? Remember how you've done that? Don't do that. So we can take anything negative that's in our life and, and see the positives of God in it. So your confessions, your word are very powerful. It's your authority. And you can call those things to you. You got the nature of God in you. I got the nature of my earthly father in me. All right. And I got some of his attributes and traits. Okay. And so have you with your family. And sometimes you might not even know you got them. Right. But we got and we're a new creation in Christ now. We got another mind. We got the mind of Christ. We got the mind of God. We got access directly to God. And so now we've got to start thinking God's way. You know, Father, you help me to think your thoughts. You inspire me and rise up in my heart and mind your ideas, your ways. This is not hard. And if we look at everything, the more I practice this way, the easier it is so easy that we miss it a lifetime. It's really easy. We just get up in the morning. God is first. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the great things that you've arranged for me. Your circumstances might stink, right? but you get up. I thank you. You've arranged great things for me that you've gone before me this day and you've paved a great way and that you're going to open up something for me, even if it's just relaxing and having that peace in my heart. Money is nothing in a sense, right? In the sense that you can have all the money in the world, but if you haven't got peace, you've got nothing. You're poor. If you haven't got the peace of God in your heart, because the peace of God is your strength. See, so we all want money, right? But you go to God for your money. Let him provide. He can still make ways for you. So don't put your focus there, but put your focus on God and his peace in your heart. So that you can be settled. And, you know, God wants you rooted and grounded. And settled, strengthened. He wants you to strengthen others with the strength that he's given you. And you really can. And we don't have to manufacture that. If people come to you, God can open up the doors for each of every one of us. He's not a respecter of persons. He's not a respecter of Indian and Nepali believers. He's not respecter over you with us here and us over you and you over us. He's not respecter of persons. But listen, some of this stuff takes action. It's going to take a responding to the calling. You know, it's going to take some effort as God works in you. That's the only effort we do, what God inspires in us to do. So like with connecting, with sharing, with coming on air, with what you're doing when you wake up, God might want you to go and do something. You've already planned something, but he really might want you to go and do something. Are you willing to stop that to go and do what God wants? It's about prioritizing your heart, mind and your seriousness to really see these things happen. And listen, don't base anything upon anyone else. Don't look about what other people are doing. You really don't need to see what another believer is doing. Focus on what you're doing with God and then go to those that are moving in that direction. That can keep you encouraged. You know, like I stay connected to my minister. And I get great encouragement. You know, I get, I, there's never a negative thing said. And then that really builds me up. And I got my relationship with God and God also encourages me. And then my heart is to encourage other people. You know, when someone doesn't think that they're, they're nothing, I tell them you're everything. You're amazing. 
you're fantastic. You're a world changer. You are that leader that's equal to a million. Because you are. That's what our words should be. Wholesome words. These words give life. So we can either let our circumstances control us and people control us, or we can be walking with God. Now, Jesus, the record of Jesus, when uh, it, it, when Lazarus was ill and they called for Jesus, he did like for us, we would just go, we better go. We better go right now. But he waited. He was waiting for God. And this is what we've got to do. We've got to listen to that voice of God. Move with his inspiration. We've got to move with the in-spirit. In-spirit action is God's spirit energizing your spirit to move or to stay. And when we obey that, then we're going to hit jackpots. We're going to see the signs, miracles and wonders. We don't seek them. If we're believing and listening, we will see them. God will energize them to build us up further. So Jesus waited. A couple of days, wasn't it, I think. And then when he went, and then Lazarus died. Lord, if only you come earlier, he wouldn't have died. This troubled Jesus, stirred him up in the spirit. He cried, not because Lazarus died, but because they had no faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. For Tony to come from Nicaragua, there were some challenges. But they carried on believing. They carried on doing what God put in their heart to do. And there he is. We see the baby. Or we see Tony. (laughs) Right? He's there now. Now the blessings. Now he's got everything that he needs never to be troubled again in that area. And now God's going to do mighty works through Tony and Bambi. I mean mighty works as they stay with God and stay connected. God is going to give them so many great things to do. And he's going to take care of them in a great way. And they will have a fellowship and it's going to be a massive fellowship and God's going to do these things. You from your desire will have a great fellowship. It may not be nothing now that you can physically see, but faith sees it as already done. See it in your mind and then say it as it's already done. Thank you, God, that I got millions of top quality laborers. Thank you that they're coming to my airport from the north to the south to the east to west from all over the world. Thank you, Father, for that they are steadfast laborers. These laborers, they're steadfast. They receive the words gladly. They're humble and meek. They have a willing heart to do and practice what you give us to encourage them as their ministers. But they're walking with you and they're free to walk with you. And um, And all we do is just give encouragement. You know, we're not checking up. Are you doing this? Unless someone need wants you to encourage them that way, you can. Like God, God's not limited in how he moves and works with us all. But a lot of people are procrastinating because I don't think they know how to move forward. And the way you move forward is you stay with God, be obedient to God and do the things he puts in your heart. Step out with what he's putting in your heart. You may think it's crazy. Now, I tell you a desire of mine and Kim's, so we had uh, a wonderful time um, in Eugene, in Texas, uh, Denver, it was a wonderful time, and there's so many potential laborers there, they're there, they are really there, it's just the doctrine that is either going to, is going to determine whether they come out in that full potential that God's put in them, right, it's all down to this doctrine, it's got to be heavenly words, it's got to be words by the Spirit, and which will also line up with the scriptures. It'd be there. And you don't even have to second guess those things. 
but one of my desires. Um, so now is Bambi, where you live, is that the East Coast? New York? Carolina? Yeah, Pennsylvania, we're East Coast. Right, okay, so my desire and Kim's desire next year, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, is to come to the East Coast and to visit the people that connect with us and wherever else people want us to come. And, you know, like I said to Kim, we can pay our main flights, but if people want us to go, they can pay the little jumper flight if they're far away. But the point is, we're coming. And I know God's working this in my heart. So I'm putting it out there. I'm saying what we're going to be doing. And it will be. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know how it's all going to come together. But we've got to have a vision and a goal and a desire. God wants his people encouraged. Soon fellowship is great, but there's nothing that beats the face-to-face connections. We need this. Like, don't just rely on Zoom. Don't just rely on your phone. But let's get together. Let's move this stuff, you know. If you need that encouragement, then move with God. Don't procrastinate. We do it without realizing it. Your countries can be on fire. Your local area can be on fire. Your state can be on fire with laborers. And so now we take that desire to God. Father, I really desire the laborers. Now you give me that uh, prosperous open door where they pop up like popcorn. And if you're following this way that we're encouraging and what Sangate's encouraging, it will happen. It will happen. Now, over three years, all this has happened for us. I couldn't have made this happen. I don't work in people's hearts. God does. But he knew my desire. But he also knows I'm willing to do exactly what he wants me to do. Once I know it's from God, you're not stopping me from doing it. And um, once I know something from God, you're not stopping me speaking it. And I don't care if someone's got PhDs, master's degrees and Bible research. Because the spirit of God supersedes all that stuff and it produces results. And there's nothing wrong with those things, by the way, so I'm not pulling it down. But God has given you his Holy Spirit. That is the navigation of your life. Is God working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure? He's always energizing you. He's always inspiring you. And where do you want to be in five years time? Have you ever thought about that? What do you want to be doing in two years time? See, so have some goals, have some visions, ask God for them. Father, I want to see these things happen and come to pass in my life because I know you put them in there. If it's in here, God's put it in there. Anything to do with God and growth and outreach and desires is what God's put in there. And he says, you know, just relax, be still. Know that I'm God, you know, give me your desires, delight yourself in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. Like this lady that Kim was mentioning. When she told me, I was like, not not angry, but like spiritually, like, this is not right. Like, you know, I said, um, I'm going to send her a message. And I just encouraged her. Like, I said, God's put that dream and vision in your heart. And with dreams and visions and what God's given you or what's in your heart, too, there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be something that tries to stop you. You get right near your goal and something will pop up to stop you. But God says you speak to the mountain. You you keep moving. You find a way with it. With God here, make a way for you where there seems no way. And no matter what, you, you hear all these successful people in the world, they'll tell you. On their, they started off with nothing and then they start moving and bang, hit a brick wall. But they weren't given up. They wasn't discouraged. 
They kept moving forward. You keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. There's a scripture I want to read here. And it's an amazing scripture. And I was inspired to look at it. Um, Becky has a half marathon on Sunday. And I'm going to go along to support her with Jack, her, her partner. And it just got me thinking, you know, what are we running to? What, what are you running to? What are you running towards? What have you planned with God? What are you doing? If you want to see things happen, there's, there's got to be some plans with God. You've got to kind of step out of the boat and start walking on the water. The just shall live by faith, not by sight. Catty Clark, she stepped out in faith. She went somewhere. She stepped out of her house, gone away for a couple of days. I encourage. That's great. Go for it. God's put it in your heart. That's what you do. May not look like there's anything there, but you just don't know what God can do. You just don't know what God can do. Let's stop procrastinating. Let's stop staying in our little rabbit holes. We can get comfortable where we are. That's what I mean by that. Even me. And so, you know, that's why we are to excite and to provoke one another unto love and to good works. But this scripture is great. First Corinthians chapter nine, verses 24 to 26. And it's in the amplified version. And it says this. Do you know, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run their very best to win? Are you doing your very best with God to win? Are you really putting your heart to God and the things that have been encouraged and the things that you know are right? But only one receives the prize. Run your race in such a way, the right way, the heavenly way, that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Make it personal. It's God's, it's, this is God's desires, what's in our heart, by the way. But it's personal, it's yours too. It's a joint thing. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercise self-control in all things. And we're disciplined in the practice, in the speaking in tongues, in the praying, in the connecting, in the uh, all the things that we've been encouraging, the things that are very beneficial to practice. We're disciplined to do that. We're not moved by our oh, I don't feel like seeing fellowship tonight. We can all do as we please on it, right? But someone that's with God doesn't just do what they please. They don't please themselves. They don't feel like it tonight. Maybe I didn't feel like doing the Zoom fellowship tonight, but I'm doing it. I'm not saying I, did. I was looking forward to doing it, right? But sometimes I don't. But I'll do it because I've made my life God's life. My life belongs to God. I'm brought with a price. I am not my own. But I'm doing this with joy as well. I'm not doing this out of fear. See, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but sometimes, yeah, we don't feel like it. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. <laughs> we got to overcome that because you get rewarded when you do what God puts in your heart. So it says, now every athlete who goes into training and competes in the game is disciplined and exercise self-control in all things. Self-discipline is self-love. If you love, you know, we're to love God with all our hearts, soul, mind and strength. Love yourself. Discipline yourself. I'm learning to discipline myself in different areas. When I come back from India, I was disciplined because I wanted what God's got for me. And I knew I had to change and I knew God would help me with it. It's not, I'm not doing this on my own strength. I'm in submission to God. I'm humble to do it. I'm humble. I'm needy for God and I'm meek because I do it. And that's what, that's all you need, a humble and meek heart. 
and a willing willing heart. And I share with people, do things with a willing heart, not an obligation heart. And you're doing this for God. God looks at your heart. He's looking at the motives of everything. Right? They do it to win a crown. That withers. So people in the world, they, you know, they compete. They do it to win a crown or a medal. That withers away. But we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot fade away. Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. You've got to have definite goals, guys. You really do. And once you know your definite goal, you just go for it. With God, he's going to show you what to do. I do not flow around like one beat in the air. So a boxer, you know, he's not going to go in the ring and go, oh, sorry, I missed you. Oh, sorry, I missed you. We make an impact. And we're making that impact with God and for God and for the kingdom of God. And it's getting people from the darkness coming to light to receive healing, deliverance, direction and encouragement. And the great thing about all of this, the choice is yours. There's life and there's death. Well, there's death and there's life. Therefore, choose life. You want to benefit? You want to carry on how you're living and stay there? You can't just keep staying where you are. Like God didn't design you for that. That's why you might be unhappy or unsatisfied. You've got to change things up. Change your mind, change your thinking, change your life. You've got to change things up, guys. But you go to God to say, okay, God, what do I need to change up? And then you've got to have a willing heart to change it. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share.